Welcome to Insight, the insurance news podcast hosted by me, Andrew Silcox. In this week's edition of Insight, we're off on a national lampoon European vacation with industry leaders. Oink, oink, my good man. As the tagline goes, for over 2,000 years, Europe has survived many great disasters. Now for the real test. No, it's not the Griswolds this time, it's Australian insurers. And just as everyone leaves, a new insurer launches on our shores. We asked our local USA correspondent, but she hasn't answered us yet. Alaska later. And the latest report on the data breach notifications is out. I'll make the last pun of this intro a Northern European reference and finish. Actually, check that. Norway, I'm ending like that, or I'll get hit in the Netherlands. Hello, everyone. This week, I'm joined by senior journalist Miranda Maxwell, deputy editor Wendy Pugh, editor John Deeks, and chairman Terry McMullen. Good morning, Terry. Good morning. Have you seen National Lampoon's European vacation? I have, but I've never really listened to all the plays on words. All, all I can say is when I look at, it, at, at Wendy's work, I owe her. <laughs> Hi, John. Hello. So why aren't you over in Europe then? You're an industry leader. I don't know. We, we should have been invited along, shouldn't we, to report on it all? Yes, yes. Hello, Miranda. Good morning. You're actually back after a few weeks in Europe yourself. Did you make a splash? Well... I don't know. I was up a mountain for most of it. I was a few weeks early, wasn't I? And good morning, Wendy. Good morning, Andrew. Now, if memory serves me, it wasn't that long ago you were in Europe. Am I missing out on something? <laughs> well, I think we should all be there again. <laughs> <laughs> well, on to that, Wendy, our insurance CEOs are off on a European tour with the assistant treasurer, Clark Griswold. Oh, no, that's not his name. What are they hoping to get out of it? Well, yes, they are going to London and Munich and they uh, are going to be meeting with reinsurers, Lloyds and brokers and other groups. So Stephen Jones, the assistant treasurer, says he wants to highlight risk mitigation, resilience, action and investment that is taking place here to make sure that's being reflected in pricing. Now, ICA says the trip is to meet with global insurance leaders to discuss the impact of extreme weather on the Australian market and premiums and to discuss the widening insurance protection gap like here and around the world. But groups they're going to meet also include Flood Re, which is the UK government agency that oversees uh, their flood pool scheme. So yeah, it's obviously more than just uh, talking about reinsurance costs per se. There'll be a lot of other issues I imagine they're looking at. This seems like a new level of cooperation, Terry. Do you think it'll benefit the industry? Yeah, I think it'll benefit the industry. I really do think that the, the reinsurance market has a very clear understanding of Australia and, and its its risks and probably also its mitigation. But it is a sign that the federal government at, at last understands the importance of reinsurance and maintaining Australia's security. I'm sure he'll learn a lot. And the CEOs will enjoy taking them on a tour of the establishments that underpin our insurance system. So he'll learn, I hope, about, about the pressures on the global insurance industry and how that impacts on all of us. I don't think he's going to come back waving a piece of paper and promising lower premiums in our time like a latter-day Neville Chamberlain, but he will at least have plenty of impressions to pass on. Longer term, I think it'll benefit the industry and the, the, the government's better informed and they will come to understand that unlike, say, a certain national airline, we don't raise prices for any other reason than necessity for a, a stable insurance industry. 
Well, while we're on reinsurance, Wendy, this week's analysis is a wrap up of all the issues coming out of Monte Carlo. Yes, it seems like the reinsurers are travelling better than a year ago, which is when they really hiked up rates and toughened terms and conditions. And there was a bit of, you know, market mayhem, really. So things have settled down since then, but the reinsurers are still suggesting they need further price increases and that there hasn't been this huge inflow of capital and capacity while demand is uh, still strong. So it's still overall a hard market. And that's particularly particularly the case at those lower layers of frequent storms and floods that that, uh, keep happening and that add up. Um, And there were some comments like from Swiss Re about getting back to reinsurance being that key role of uh, being a shock absorber for those, you know, really big ticket, high cost, major catastrophes. Well, it doesn't sound too bad, John. No, it sounds like a lot of the hard work was done this year, doesn't it? But there, there is, I think, uh, something in, in what Wendy was saying there about those higher frequency events. It sounds like there's been a, a shift in thinking that won't be reversed very quickly. Reinsurers no longer want to be on the hook for those higher frequency, lower severity losses and want insurers to do the heavy lifting on those. With reinsurers only really covering the genuinely catastrophic losses and i think if that's how things pan out it would have quite an impact on the way insurers are set up and the premiums that they need to charge because it's those higher frequency secondary perils as they're called that uh, climate change seems to be having such an effect on well miranda we've got a new insurer launching into australia what are the details on this one Yes, uh, US specialty insurer Markle Insurance is opening three offices here in Brisbane, Sydney and Melbourne. And it has Rory Morrison as its local MD. Uh, He had been head of long tails at AXA. Uh, It's going to offer fintech and comtech insurance products to cover professional indemnity, D&O and cyber and so on. Uh, It's Asia-Pacific MD, Christian Stobbs, says Australia is the world's 10th largest insurance market. It's growing. And the specialty commercial insurance makes up a big chunk of the premium with demand for casualty and financial lines growing in particular. Uh, So, Michael, it's listed on the New York Stock Exchange. It's a major player, earns around $8 billion in premium a year. And it's also got regional offices in Canada, France, Germany, the Netherlands, Spain and UK. So it has a big international presence already and is well placed to succeed here, you would think. Was this significant, Terry? Well, I think some of these specialty uh, moves or specialty insurer moves are are really quite significant. This is yet another indication that international insurers see our market as competitive and, and profitable. Markel has some pretty impressive shareholders. Uh, they include BlackRock and, and Berkshire Hathaway. And it's really good to see that new capacity coming in. The, the specialty market is pretty competitive locally, but I don't think you're going to see any new entrants coming in and splashing the cash around to, to force down premiums. Uh, it'll most likely be a, a slow and steady build for Markel in Australia, I think. Now, Wendy, the Insurance Council has written to a local council after it approved new homes on a flood-prone land. Yeah, they've written to Compassby Shire Council in northern Victoria, which includes Echuca, 
uh, over planning approval for 16 townhouses. Now, these townhouses would be built in an area that was flooded by the Murray River last year. So ICA has written to the council and said, you know, that's really not a great idea and you really should reconsider that. And, um, you know, this issue actually went to VCAT, which didn't block it, even though the North Central Catchment Management Authority says, if you look at recent you know, flood study work and climate change and, and the nature of that piece of land. It's, it's you know, it's it's not good to build there. But despite that, the council's given it the all clear. And, you know, ICA has been very vocal about pushing for planning changes so so homes aren't built in harm's way. And, and it says that advocacy can include directly contacting local governments. Well, this is described in the mainstream media as an unusual move, Terry. But it makes sense for the ICA to speak up, doesn't it? Well, does writing to a local council really mean they're speaking up? I mean, for God's sake, this should just be the start. It's an appalling situation, especially after Echuca's recent floods. And it's fascinating that everyone involved is making it clear that they've followed the bureaucratic processes. This is really an opportunity for the industry to get on the front foot with the flood awareness issue by condemning this whole thing and forcing the media and the state governments and maybe even the feds to take note. We should be using this particular example to make it clear that property like this built in harm's way will never, ever be protected by insurance. And it's also an opportunity to build awareness of the, the issue, really, with the public over the relationships between land developers and councils and governments and the way they all hide behind legislation that's obviously deficient and probably was made before we were talking about extreme weather events. We're going to see more examples of this kind of willful blindness over the next few years as everyone starts to go, well, it won't flood again for another 25 years, so it should be okay. I reckon ICA should be throwing money at this to make this an issue. Well, finally, Miranda, the latest report on data breach notifications is out. Yes, the good news is the number of notifications of data breaches fell 16% in the first half of the year. It was 409, so that was down around about 80 from a year ago. But the bad news is the insurance sector was among the top five sectors to notify with 25 breaches, around half of which were due to malicious or criminal attack. So insurance wasn't as bad as healthcare, recruitment and law firms, but it was still among the top industries to notify the commission. Ransomware, compromised or stolen credentials and phishing dominated the attacks. And the commission is warning that compromised data can be linked to by cyber actors with other information in a sort of mosaic. And this will help them more easily impersonate and access accounts and they're sending the usual urgings to have strong cyber protocols. Uh, and just one more notable statistic was that one breach affected more than 10 million Australians for the first time. Wow. Well, this issue isn't going away, is it, John? No, definitely not. Even though, as Miranda says, the number of breaches is slightly down. I don't know if we can read too much into that. We've seen massive companies, telcos, health insurers and uh, law firms hit recently. And these are only the ones that we know about. It's going to be really interesting to see how the cyber insurance market develops over the next few years as this threat continues to evolve. It does strike me that more information on this would be like gold dust. I mean, we get this report from the Office of the Information Commissioner, but 
we don't get a huge amount of detail. So we know the insurance sector reported 25 data breaches in that six-month period, but we don't know very much about them. And we've asked the Office of the Information Commissioner before for more detail and been told that it's not, not made public. But imagine if we knew who had been attacked and exactly how it happened, the learnings that we could get from that. So much of, of this issue is about being prepared and and knowing what other people or other companies have been through would 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 be really valuable, I think. So that's something to think about. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's Insight podcast by Insurance News. Thank you once again to the panel, Wendy Pugh, Miranda Maxwell, John Deeks, and Terry McMullen. Enjoy your week and thank you all for listening. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at editor at insurancenews.com.au. We value your input. You can read all these stories and many others at your leisure at insurancenews.com.au. You can subscribe to the Insight Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google, on all your favorite podcast platforms now. We look forward to catching up again next week. Bye.